0: You guys do our San Diego game last year? Joe, I can't remember where I worked last week. We're gonna go for it here on fourth and one. A lot of words, lot of All words. Right. No snap, no play, nothing, right?
1: It was hard our count for both sides. Hello and welcome to the Hard Count NFL podcast by Fox Sports Australia. I am Laurie Horesh. I'm fired up. I'm ready to go. And I am joined in the studio by Melanie Danyashki. Yes, and Patrick Stack fired up, ready to go. How are we feeling after Week Seven and, and all the curveballs and and <laughs> missed field goals and fumbled punts and fumbled anything uh, from Week Seven? How are mm-hmm. we feeling?
2: Mixed feelings would be an understatement, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't
1: high quality, but it was certainly entertaining. <laughs> it was entertaining, and you know, I think there's one word that can surmise what we saw over the past few days, and. And that would be sloppy.
0: I made him extra sloppy for I know how you sketch up
2: like I'm
3: sloppy. Billy Madison. Good what, to what, see you back. Is, what Good. does he say next? You're scaring
1: You're us, scaring. lady. <laughs> <laughs> Good to have Billy Madison in the studio for the first time this season, but really, so sloppy. So, so sloppy. Like a, like a 3 a.m. kick out at Scary Canary. That's sloppy. <laughs> yep. Um, and how is Scary Canary going these days? I, I think there's been an upturn in traffic because... A bit of a
3: spiritual home of the Fox Sports News crew. Oh, that's it's troubling. Been a few <laughs> Tuesday nights at
1: Scary Canary. I think because of the shutdowns at elsewhere in Sydney and, you know, Sydney closing down early and we've all got our feelings on that, that Scary Canary's just this funnel of activity and, I don't know, it's a, the, the queues are pretty big deep into the night there.
2: For the people who don't know, playing at home...
3: Scary Canary is a bit of a filth pot destination in Sydney. Good for sort of early to midweek hit-outs, particularly if you are single and you might have an eye on a certain nice Swedish backpacker who's been floating around Bondi. Uh, They're probably there on a Tuesday (laughs) night between 10 and 2 in the morning. I think there's karaoke as well. That wouldn't
1: surprise me. Always good for an international mingle Scary Canary. (laughs) But from the Scary Canary to the sloppy week seven and let us hit the big talking points from the past few days.
2: And we kick it off with the Chargers. A dramatic oh, comeback win yeah. over the Falcons, 33-30. to 30. They're just the Rudy of the league, and they keep on keeping on, and somehow they got the W. They were down seventeen at one point, and, and somehow Stacky got was
3: feeling pretty good about that being the last leg in his multi at the point. That point when we're up by seventeen, Atlanta, mm. feeling real good about things. And this game was tense. If you were just watching it as a neutral sports fan, when you have money on it, Jesus, I was about to have a heart attack. Thank goodness I cashed out lines. <laughs> I got some panic
1: texts from Stacky. Do I cash out now? Is Rivers coming home? I said yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Hit the cash out button now. Rivers is coming home with wet sails
3: he's a special
1: human it looks like his receivers are so open but he does such a good job throwing with anticipation in that offense he accounts for 371 yards just the one touchdown for him Melvin Gordon getting in in the vulture situation there he, he, look good? he gets three touchdowns ruined my fantasy week in one <laughs> league but big story out of this is you know the Chargers make their way back from a 17-point deficit, it goes to OT. OT, OT, <laughs>
2: there's never much love
3: we go, OT. You've got next Could level with the inserts yourself. this week, haven't you? Mm. you Drake, drop in the champagne puppy. I know no former nice. hard
1: count producer Matt Mado will be very happy that the Sixers' finest uh, Drake <laughs> features this week. So they go to OT, and then you've got Falcons coach Dan All-In Quinn, mm. taking, perhaps taking a leaf out of... Our man Blackjack Del Rio's Blackjack, book yeah. goes for it on fourth and one from inside his own territory, trying to keep the drive alive and get mm-hmm. the Falcons over the head. Devonta Freeman shut down by Denzel Perryman. Mm-hmm. Very impressive inside linebacker for the Chargers. Already had an interception on the day as well. And then the hands the ball straight back over to the Chargers. And what do we get? we got Josh Lambeau.
2: Yeah, former MLS goalkeeper. There you stepping go. Stepping up.
1: We give you all the details on hard count. So he steps up from 42 yards and gets a huge win. And all of a sudden the Chargers have three wins on the season,
3: and may be one of the hottest teams in the league. Their offense certainly has to be. They've certainly been very impressive indeed. Can I just say as a side note, I've got a next-level man crush on Julio down by the (laughs) schoolyard Jones. That kid is just something else. Can you tell me about his backstory? Is he as as clean as his game is? He's wonderful. Tell me he's a good bloke.
1: Look, there's a reason the Falcons gave away about six drafts worth of picks to move up and take him early back in the day, five, six years ago now, and he's been a franchise player. Look, he's, he's the type of guy you want your franchise built around. Uh, you're not going to get much drama left and right of him. Phenomenal performance as long as he's healthy. He had some foot issues earlier in his career, mm. but since then he's, he's unbelievable in crossing rounds. He's a jump ball specialist. He's big, he's fast, he's mean. There are actually some, it's interesting, there are actually some questions about his hands when he first came out of college into the draft. Not drop. A problem. Uh, no.
2: And I don't think uh, the Falcons will be too worried about that loss because it was a close one. But uh, certainly a lot of talking points come out of that one. And moving on though, how about the stinker of the game? Seattle versus Arizona. 6-6 tie <laughs> Was it
3: double overtime? It was felt like much? double overtime. It went Come that on. long. Did you guys hate this as much as everyone else? I don't know. I think there can be a difference between a game being low scoring and rubbish and low scoring and gripping. I don't think this was a particularly low quality standard of game.
1: Defense was fantastic. We may yeah. have seen oh, the it was return defensive. of the well. Arizona Cardinals defense might very well be back. Uh, You've got Marcus Golden and Chandler Jones rushing off yeah. the edge now. Good defensive tussle, but really what was this all about, Mel?
2: Yeah, it was all about the kickers. And as they say, you can never have too many kickers. However, I think these teams would probably prefer to uh, be kicking a few of them in the shins after that <laughs> performance, um, Man,
1: shin shot. Yeah, nasty yeah, female. Both. Two ah, missed
2: field goals that could have could have sealed the game. Twenty
1: four yards and twenty eight ah. yards, one apiece from Chandler Cat and mm-hmm, and Stephen Hauschka from yep. the Seahawks. Bruce
2: and, Arians too. He had some things to say.
1: Yeah, Arians not happy there. Basically says, "Look, you're a professional. Uh, this kicker needs to kick it between the two poles. We'd be five and two if he'd done the job." And that's true. We're yep. talking about the underachieving mm-hmm. Cardinals, with it's it's. The, you know uh, the shade of a coat of paint—that's mm-hmm. the difference we're talking about here. And Catanzaro and Hauschka have both been fantastic kickers lately. Usually, but, money. Oh, you know? anyway, I've said kicker
3: way too many I've, times for this intro but already. I've got a, like a, a bit of a different view on this. Hit us up. Well, we—it's. All fun to lay into the kickers, who, let's face it, are the second-class citizens of the NFL. At best. Um, but isn't this just down to the offences not being able to get it done? They had a fair bit of time both sides to find a touchdown during that four-quarter OT performance. Yeah, yes, I mean, no. uh, David Johnson runs to the
1: corner in overtime looking to get the touchdown, and which would have ended it then and there. He's out at about the you know three-inch line. Uh, and then on third down, they go for the kick with Catanzaro, and we know it all goes wrong, mm-hmm. clang off the post. Mm-hmm. Third down, just give it to David Johnson one more time. He's got three inches to go. The guys run for about 150 yards every week. Back him to do it, end it there. No, But
2: but again, it comes down to these two great defences. You, you, yeah. can, you, like, you cannot speak highly enough about both of them. And they they really stepped up. And I think that was definitely a showcase of their abilities. I mean,
1: Arizona especially, they kept Russell Wilson and the C- Seattle offense to 11 first downs over five quarters of football yeah. with this with time expiring on this and ending in a six-all draw. Um,
2: quickly to wrap this particular part of Hit us uh, with the, the, the week, facts. though. Uh, Cardinals... They have been involved in so many of these ties since the AFL-NFL merger in 1970. There have been a total of three games, and they all involved the Cardinals. The
1: finish six apiece?
2: Yes, six apiece, yeah. Each of them involved 6-6 score. Um, One when, well, two when they were in St. Louis in uh, 1970 and 1972. And uh, then even when they were in Chicago, they played a 6-6 tie in 1937. So the Cardinals just seem to love a tie, a 6-6 tie. Hard
1: count, not just up-to-date and present and dropping Drake and Billy Madison. So many numbers. We're also
3: bringing you history here. (laughs) Speaking of uh, defense, Mm. this game was about as inoffensive as a Bible camp, I would have said. (laughs) Philadelphia and Minnesota going head-to-head. No offense from either side. Five turnovers. Five in the opening ten minutes, Lawrence. Ugly. Philly D. Very ugly. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good.
1: Oh, look, Philadelphia D turned they up got, They big got the way. win. They got the win. They got the win there because Carson Wentz looked mm, very inconsistent, very mm. questionable at times. He threw one interception into quadruple coverage. I <laughs> no, he
2: said he two, two interceptions. <laughs> no, no, but total. one of
1: them was into quadruple coverage. There no one else in that four, postcode. Four defenders yeah. on one receiver. Do not throw the ball, Carson.
2: A couple of question marks about his footwork there. Sixteen of twenty-eight passes—that's not pretty. One hundred thirty-eight yards. So that's i mean, do, they, do we say they're lucky to get the win there, or do you think that's—you know—sometimes you need to do defense to step up and take the lead Look, in the game.
1: Minnesota had plenty of issues there. Uh, the offense struggled, and they were really sloppy on defense and special teams. So we can get into that further, but. Philadelphia's D turned up in a big spot. Uh, they looked fantastic. Sometimes you do need your defense to turn up at home when you've got a, a previously un- undefeated team mm. coming in. That They end- were due for a blip. I feel like that was coming. <laughs> I think that's fair. Off the bye, on the road, yep. yeah. recipes there. So that they're the last unbeaten team uh, is now 5-1 and one in the Minnesota Vikings. And you know what? Uh, Mike Zimmer, their coach, who is a huge favorite across the footballing world, is known to be a pretty stern, pretty straightforward guy. These are the words that came out of his mouth. Soft. <laughs> embarrassing and we got whipped so you can guarantee Ouch. you can guarantee there are several rockets going right up the minnesota vikings roster mm. this week as he looks to get them back on track and then philadelphia well the defense turned up and they're going to have a how about the matchup next week when they play the dallas cowboys on sunday night football that's you a can't uh, wait for that one that's, that's a big be a one gem, isn't that's it? gonna yeah. that's gonna be a beauty because you know what the nfl's been under a little fire lately for some sloppy and low caliber game quality This one hopefully brings the flag right back up with a Mm -hmm. real doozy.
3: Tough for the Eagles in Dallas, you'd have to think, wouldn't you? Meanwhile, the Vikings have the Bears. That is what you call a bounce-back game. They're going to (laughs) annihilate the Chicago Bears. That's just
1: medicine and a nice comfy doona. Nom, nom, nom. Okay, speaking of comfy performances, Andrew Luck.
2: Hmm. Was was it comfy? Well,
1: (laughs) I'm feeling comfortable in the fact that Andrew Luck looked amazing amazing 353 yards three touchdowns 27 for 39 that was those numbers are only that far apart because of some drops he looked sensational 36 24 win over afc south division rivals tennessee big win feeling lucky Mel.
2: Yeah, I, I said this uh, a few weeks back, mm-hmm. you know, the big thing that that he wasn't being able to produce because his offensive line was maybe letting him down, not letting him do his thing. Mm. Um, perhaps seen a little bit of improvement there, which is, which is great for Indianapolis going forward because they do have a quality quarterback in Andrew Luck, but he just hasn't been able to do his thing up until now, it seems.
1: Yeah, T.Y.
3: Hilton looking good on the move as well. Wasn't he? Yeah, that was...
2: It Thank seemed. You, how Hilton. many
3: times did he go to T.Y. Hilton? He was just over and over and over again, and you could see why, because it was just working. Seven catches for 133 yards and a touchdown. Goodness gracious. And that
1: touchdown mm-hmm. was a pinpoint throw. Lovely little route there from T.Y. Hilton. And then he's making fantasy stars out of guys like Jack Doyle.
2: Great name. Doyle Rules. Doyle Rules. Doyle rules. <laughs> uh,
1: Second Billy Mass. <laughs> got him with the late go-ahead score. Um, And they were even helped out, Mel, by what you deemed a rare butterfly.
2: Yes, I called that that.
1: (laughs) A defensive touchdown from the Colts, Robert Mathis scooping it up. And getting in always nice for the Colts defense to turn up yeah. and help out Isn't young Andrew. It's a refreshing twist. <laughs> uh, I tell you what, it must be for Coach Pagano and Co. And then one more in the headlines.
2: Yeah, my Patriots—they the beat the Steelers, be in the headlines. 27-16, But it was all about Gronk, wasn't exactly. it? Exactly.
1: Not much to take away from this game other than Rob Gronkowski at it
2: again. One more, I got sixty-nine touchdowns. If you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Only you know what I mean, baby. Oh, that 13-year-old
3: giggle just oh. coming out there. Hilarious or cringy? He came into that press conference with that up his sleeve, surely. He, I right? think so. Well grab... if this was any other athlete on the planet, you'd be going Lena Dunham on this. If so, this was oh, Chris, no. of, this was Chris Gale, happened. what would Sorry, happen? when
2: have I ever gone Lena
3: Dunham, period? You <laughs> would go full Lena Dunham. <laughs> it's never a good idea to
1: going. go full Dunham. No. Never go full never Dunham. There's no. not a lot to take away from the game <laughs> other than that one. Gronk gets his 68th touchdown in the win, looking for, as he said, 69 <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Uh. Um, he's a frat
2: boy. Jeez, that
1: 13-year-old humour, you can basically smell the Lynx Africa in the air. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: that was very good, Lawrence.
1: But that's going to wrap us up. Look, not much to see here. Landry Jones.
3: Very qu- quickly, I want to ask you about yes. Patriots. Yes. Two weeks ago, I said, uh, I thought that their defence was mm-hmm. still a concern, and you yep. laughed at me, the two of you. No, in we didn't. Increased NFL pedigree. I think I laughed. They continue to be... that. He's got to be a bit of a concern, doesn't it? They're going oh, up they, against had Landry. Intercep- they
2: had an interception in the end zone, which really... And like put Malcolm
1: Butler bailing it out with a pick right over the top of Antonio Brown. Yeah. And that
3: they was, gave I up 370 yards yeah, to Landry. But
2: I think the end result speaks volumes. And also the timing of that inception was big. That was sort of on a roll and that
3: uh, really nipped him in the bud. I think... I it's think, coming. When you t- play a decent team, you're going to get rissol roll. The,
1: <laughs> the flags, the red flags are there. But what we what we've been saying is that... Um, while that defense isn't complete, they're going to get put in good positions because of Brady right, in the offense. The lead, yeah. And now they've got Jamie Collins and Dante Hightower without the linebacking court. They can get mm-hmm. after it. Jabal Sheed can rush the passer um, and they get what they can out of the rest of the line. Mm-hmm. So we are going to get all our heads away from Foxborough, thankfully, and into For Real or For Roard?
2: Yeah, and uh, we have to start this with Jay Ajahi.
1: Ajahi. Jay Ajahi. It's
2: really fun to say. It's yeah. a beautiful name. Um, Englishman. A rare pom
1: in the NFL.
2: He's a Brit. And I'm asking, guys, is he for real or for fraud? Because this week, he became just the fourth ever running back to score back-to-back 200-yard games. Games. Mm. I mean he's joining a pretty elite group, O. J. Simpson, yeah. Earl Campbell, Ricky Williams, and now Ajahi. Mm. I mean, it's it's just amazing to me. Um, How
3: in many his rookie year he didn't even in that group. Sorry? How many murders between them in that oh group? Oh my
0: god. it's um, a defamation case now.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. Can you file defamation cases from like prison <laughs> in like Las Vegas County or wherever O. J. Know? Simpson is?
2: Oh yeah, he got in trouble the second time. Yeah, yeah anyway. the second
1: time they got OJ uh <laughs> they, they <laughs> For on like racketeering and kidnapping they did not hold back on the sentencing. Oh
2: boy. Anyway, back to J.J. <laughs> back to J.J.
1: Uh, yeah,
2: he is um he's on fire. But do we think that he's for real or for Rod? Is he going to back this up next week with maybe another maybe 100-yard game or a 70-yard game or is he just Seems legit, blow out. doesn't
3: it? Maybe not at that level consistently, but you're talking about Hall of Famers that he's sort of being compared to there. But surely you'd have to think he's legit long term. Well, a big piece of what's
1: going to play into this is the breaking news that Aaron Foster, who was meant to be the lead back in Miami, has very just true. announced his retirement, saying the body's not there anymore. Mm. And he knows Which that. Which is a fair call. It he is. Uh, he's always been a very frank, open, thoughtful uh, player. Yeah. I don't always agree with what Aaron Foster has had to say, but he's, he's a poet and a philosopher <laughs> if there is. One in the uh, in the NFL ranks, uh, so he retires. Ajay is going to get the full workload here. You can't deny him as far as his talent's concerned. He's real. Coming mm. out of Boise State, looking at a violent runner, powerful, strong, runs like a wild bronco. Mm. Played for the Boise Strait State bron- Broncos. Um, Bluefield. S- so Bluefield. So you know, 214 yards on 29 carries and one TD against the Bills, who had been a very staunch defense of late. So I think, it, mate, Rex Ryan. I think it is for real. And what helps? What did you bring up last week? What's well, helping? That, that off?
3: That O-line.
1: There you go. That yeah, O-line. It's,
2: it's, they've rebuilt the, the, those pieces in there. And uh, you, boy, it's making a difference. Funny what there? happens but when Tant you have... Hill and obviously yeah, they're back. They're it back it
1: is funny what happens when you uh, put offensive guards at offensive guard and offensive tackles at <laughs> offensive tackles. And a quick shout out to friend of the show. Kenny Stills who oh, broke Kenny a long Stills. one Kenny Thrills who suffered that horrific drop early in the season and since then has broken long off forgotten. a few deep plays the yeah. speed on show good to see for
3: Kenny
2: Thrills it's a little fantasy player moving on though who yeah. else is for real or for all I want to
3: ask you about Sammy Bradford he was such a superstar early in the season for the Minnesota Vikings after being traded away from Philly had to go head to head with his old Eagles over the weekend didn't mm. work out too well 24 nope. of 41 224 yards okay one touchdown but how about this one Interception. He was sacked six times. He had four fumbles.
2: Four oh, fumbles.
3: Yuck, 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 yuck. Is this a guy who's reverting closer to his average of what his actual ability is? Or is this just a bad doubt at the office as a result of some fantastic defense from Philly?
1: Um, I, think, I think you look at the fantastic defense from Philadelphia. Uh, mm. I think it, the defensive front is straight up nasty. Minnesota's offensive line has serious issues. They're dealing with injuries as well. Um, and this is one game. Uh, It wasn't good. It was it was a big game, revenge game against his former team, one of his former teams. Mm. So I think I think it's just one. And you also look at the slate ahead at the Bears versus the Lions (laughs) at Washington. Not exactly a murderer's row of defensive fronts that he's going to have to deal with. A
2: lot of uh, defensive coaches would have uh, watched very closely that game and maybe seen ways that they can attack him down the track.
1: I completely agree. All I'm saying is that I don't know a lot of defensive coaches that have Fletcher Cox. Brandon Graham, Connor Barwin, yeah. Michael Kendricks, all these guys coming for. I don't know that there's a lot of defensive fronts with that talent. So mm. can you rattle Sam Bradford under pressure? Absolutely. Absolutely. So
2: we're saying he's for real. That's what, that's what we're saying? I'm yeah. saying I'm
1: still believing he's for real. It's one game. Mm. And I don't think a lot of teams can do what Philadelphia did against Minnesota. You're
2: thinking for Rod, aren't you, No,
3: I'm just thinking, give me more time. But let's talk about Cincy. Oh, the Bengals, <laughs> are they back? A massive win over the powerhouses that are the Cleveland Browns, 31-17. <laughs> AJ Green booming through with 169 yards, receiving and a catch of the year contender. Oh, what a beauty. My. Juggling Mark Hail Taylor-esque Mary. effort in the peach. end zone but it was against the Browns. It so was. Are yeah. they back? And the, the game wasn't on
2: the line either, but it was still very impressive. It, it was, was. You know, the old AFL 1-2-3 grab
1: yep. was yep. one of those. So, look, I think it, yeah, it's the Browns. It's great to see Cincy looking good again. You get 168 yards rushing from Jeremy Hill as well. Mm. The offensive line actually opened some lanes for once, which is nice. Tyler Eifert, Eifert, Eifert being back.
2: back, that's huge. I think
1: that plays a role yeah. in it. And and like we've said, we talked about the Chicago Bears being a medicine. There is no cure for offensive ailments, no. quite like the Cleveland Browns defense. <laughs> uh, so I think I think it's a step in the right direction. But they're going to have to do it against tougher competition. But they got next in week number eight, the Washington Redskins, who you can run right over.
3: Yeah, they will knock over the defense, and Skins. they're at home as well.
1: So Cincy, you've got so. Cincy making it two on the trot.
3: Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
1: Okay, so before we do get to our next segment.
2: Mm. We need to rattle off a little NFL felony. Well, a big NFL felony. A big NFL felony. It's something that we don't want to spend too much time talking about because he's I, a rat bag by I, the sounds of it. And I think it.
1: we all feel pretty much step in toe, stand yeah. line in line with this one. But Josh Brown.
2: New York giant, Giants kicker. Oh, he's filthy human. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Left off the trip to London because it was revealed by the police, mm-hmm. not the Giants of the NFL, but the police, exactly mm-hmm. the extent of his uh, his misconduct and his domestic violence and abuse towards his former wife.
2: Uh, by his own pen as well, like he wrote these diaries that exposed uh, the way he had treated his wife Molly for some years, yeah. and um, it's quite awful to read. If you Just go to Google, have a read of it yourself, we're not going to talk too much about it. It's incredibly disturbing,
1: but, but really poor from the Giants, yes. uh, in that they obviously knew something was up. Owner John Maris said, mm. we knew he, he had admitted to us that there was abuse to his wife, we just didn't know the extent of it. I'm sorry, the extent should be zero. Yeah, when it comes to this, There's the extent no, is yeah. zero, and then it's done.
2: It's the old Ray Rice thing, too, isn't it? Do you need footage? No, do, you need, do you, you need to see this footage to know that something bad happened? Especially when you've got the guy writing that he did it. Like, uh, it's not great. It's not a great look for the Giants. It's not a great look for the NFL. Yeah, the NFL is maybe slightly culpable here. To maybe well, they're, they're overstep, saying yeah. owners need to, to take a stand.
1: The NFL saying they didn't have access to these these documents and stuff. But I'm sorry, something someone with the clout that the <laughs> NFL does, yeah. it it really it, it's hard to swallow. Anyway, that's what's got us mad and disgusted. But this is what has got us...
2: I'm not mad. I'm just... Disappointed. Oh, what are you guys mad, not mad, but just disappointed about this week?
3: The offensive line from Atlanta really <laughs> grounding my gears Is in it, the closing stages. about as
2: horrific as the first uh, episode of Season 7 of The Walking Dead. Oh, my oh, God. wasn't that traumatic. Oh, my God. I have so many feelings about that. Clearly, That's I, was, uh, clearly I
1: was watching game film while that was happening.
3: What, <laughs> about, what about you taking to Twitter, Mel, to say, oh, don't be the person who spoils this. <laughs> Person, you know who you are. Why don't you just turn off Twitter for three hours? Because
2: I've got to be on there to see what the reacts is about you the are. NFLs. You
3: don't know. Um, yeah, the <laughs> O F-O line for Atlanta killing me, killing me. So they look like they had this game pretty much in control, up yep. by three on a drive, late in the fourth quarter, maybe about two and a half to go. Their offensive line gives up a five-yard penalty on the second down. Then another one <laughs> <laughs> to, to make it like second and 20. So mm-hmm. they've gone from pretty much field goal range. So at worst, you're thinking they're going to come out of this with a six-point advantage, if not better, and mm-hmm. they're going to probably eat the clock in the process. And then as a consequence, their quarterback goes and throws a pick. But it's for me... At the feet of the offensive line, It cost them the game. Like we talk yeah. about the the yeah. goal, uh, the kick at goal that hit the post, and as well as their nightmares in uh, overtime, going for it in fourth and one, they could have closed it out right there in the fourth quarter. It's killing me.
1: So Stacky's feeling it there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. That was ask. when I
3: cashed out. Right then.
1: There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, another one who was feeling it. He was feeling a little hurt. And Ryan Fitzpatrick...
3: Ah, Fitzy! Who retook... Very small violin. Can I just say, side note, he's got a magnificent beard. He does. He
1: does. He doesn't have a magnificent interception, to touchdown ratio this year. But Mm. Fitzpatrick had a brief sabbatical from his starting role Mm. at QB for the Jets. Geno Smith got the run. He tore his ACL. So bye-bye, Geno. Bye, Geno. I think that might be it for Geno and the Big Apple. So Ryan Fitzpatrick gets the start. And uh, and we do see the Jets rally for a win over Baltimore Ravens. But Fitzy...
3: He's not feeling the love. Because when the owner stops believing in you and the GM stops believing in you and coaches stop believing in you, sometimes all you have is yourself oh,
2: it's inspirational though oh. isn't it he's read that on a poster Jeez. right next to the hang in there kitty it's <laughs> I,
1: I'm sorry when you've thrown 11 interceptions to a handful of touchdowns I can't blame people for not having too much belief in you Ryan well
3: yeah. he's always been a bit rocks and diamonds hasn't he
1: very much so
2: so you think it's uh, not called for him having uh, a I'm a bit
1: disappointed like it's a bit you know what he, he went on to talk about how what matters to him is that the teammates believe in him and that's great isn't leave that, that in a locker isn't
3: that the sort of speech you give after you win the Super Bowl not <laughs> after you have one win
1: yeah I would say so. So, considering he got $12 million for the year and he's already going at about, what, $1.1 per interception so far this season, I'd be concentrating on delivering more consistently. All
2: that matters, Todd Bowles, head coach, he <laughs> says he likes it. He likes to hear that he's a little bit peeved.
1: Anyway, that gets us from what's not left us mad, but just a little disappointed and now we get to first down under, first Mel. First
2: down under. Wave that Aussie flag.
1: <laughs> Although it might maybe, have been at half-mast yeah, for Lachlan uh, Edwards. Lachlan
2: Edwards, oh. our buddy, friend of the show. It's just messed up a little bit. Not a great game hey, for we've him. We've all been there. Uh, Even
3: Federer loses sometimes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and you love Federer. we got a lot of love for Lachlan but But, um, yeah, there was the, that highlight he'd rather forget. Fumbles off the punt, that snap off the punt goes straight through his hands. I think he turned his head too quick or and something. For
1: those of us, you know, this is a, an audio format, but Mel is providing phenomenal yeah, yeah, reenactment yeah. right now. Boom, straight, they yeah. call her
2: Bucket because
1: of those big mitts. <laughs> hey,
2: buckets! Talk, not talk about my big hands, okay. <laughs> You know that's a soft point for me. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Two
1: weeks in a row, Stackman hitting the Dunyashki. Oh, Soap point.
2: Buckets. <laughs> You'd make a great bully in high school. Far out. What's the worst? You bullied. get postman Pat. Oh, you, my God. You
1: learn from primary school and you adapt in high school. Yeah,
2: okay. Right. So, anyway, so. Muff's Muffs the, the snap. And um, then he's scrambling. He's on all fours. He's trying to get the ball... Fumbles again. In comes... Who was it? Chris Chris Moore. Chris Moore with the recovery. Collapses in the end zone. Touchdown, Ravens. Sad face for Lachlan Edwards. Sad face for all the Aussie fans out there. Feeling for the guy. At least
1: it didn't cost him the game and the Jets were able to scramble away with a much-needed win. Will
3: he he lose his position for that?
1: No. 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 He's a rookie. It happens. Um, And up
2: until then, he's been playing Yeah. Yeah. weekly He's been been very solid.
3: What about... Brad Jeffrey, winger, the wing in London. Is that his middle name? No, no. You just Just, made it up? I'm just taking it the community, the winger Uh, in London. Gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. How do you go with the Giants?
1: Well, eight punts, it's too busy a night. You don't want to be punting eight times <laughs> no, if yeah. you're an offence. Uh, you know
3: Australians go all right in London, though.
1: We do it's go all right. It's a
3: of like a sort of a home away <laughs> from home for us.
1: <laughs> not We don't have a great reputation over there, but I a net notice. average of 43.8, two of his punts down to inside the 20. How long did the longest one of the game go, Mel?
2: 61 yards, pretty handy, and... Um, you know the giants as well. They got the W they did. as well. And what a, what a highlight though. We got a side mention. Landon Collins. Oh my! That the, he intercepted the ball and he beats from my count ten players to get into the end and zone. And you can count. York. That was good. We count
1: well on hard count. We,
2: well, that's in our name, isn't it? it? There
1: we go. <laughs> Um,
3: And he he nearly fell over a couple of times in that uh, touchdown as well.
1: Great contact balance from Landon Collins. That was exciting. So, yeah, I I think most of the Giants happy to stay out of the headlines there. The the one out of that game would be that Case Keenum's uh, reign of terror in Los Angeles (laughs) may be over. And the Goff era may begin. One of them
3: wasn't his fault. One of those four interceptions came off the guy. I think the touchdown came off the bloke's helmet. Spoons (laughs) up in the air. (laughs) And then uh, next same. minute. Look, Still a counts. lot
1: of good things come in four packs. Vale ale, lovely beer, comes in a four pack. Interceptions, not a good thing that come in <laughs> no. four packs.
3: If you were ever, if you're getting hit in the head by a football, surely you can catch it at that level. <laughs> if you can catch a, what, wrench, you can catch a, <laughs> you ball. catch a ball. Oh
1: dear. And then we've got one more from the punting stocks. Jordan Berry. Four punts, average of forty one point eight. Solid. Long very, punt very of fifty five. One inside the twenty. And he did mm-hmm. need to play the field position game quite pivotally with Big Ben out for Mm -hmm. the Steelers. Unfortunately, they go down, but that was kind of a predictable result with uh, the undermanned Steelers up against Mm -hmm. your Patriots. And then there was one. The big man rumbling out on Monday Night Football, a very happy friend of the show, a man we spoke to before the draft.
2: Yeah, he's chasing down Brock Osweil on that defensive line. uh, The old QB for Denver. You'd say he's got this. Oh, there we go. go. And the great man, Adam Gotts, D lineman for the Denver Broncos, joins us now on the phone. How you doing, guys? We are We're very happy to be speaking with you. Obviously, a big, big year for you in your rookie year. Um, and you've managed to get a few snaps on the defensive line. Um, we saw all the tape and the talent, but knowing the NFL's view on injuries, were you surprised to get the call in round two?
0: Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, I was, no matter where the call came, I think I would have been, you know, just as excited. Um, you know, it was just so much unknown, you know, coming into that with the injury and everything, and, you know, I was just, you know, so thankful for the opportunity, and now, you know, I'm back 100%, so it's just, you know, going to work every day and, you know, just trying to get better.
1: Yeah, I can tell you it was a very pleasant surprise for myself. I was at a draft party in Austin, Texas, and I scared a whole bunch of Texans when I leapt up on the table uh, hearing that you'd been plucked up at the back end of the second round. We mentioned you do land in Denver with the Denver Broncos, and this is a stacked defensive front. You've got guys like Derek Wolfe and Jared Crick uh, in the D-line room with you, and you've got a future Hall of Famer like Demarcus Ware outside. Super Bowl MVP Von Miller as well. What's the best advice any of those of those guys have given you in your rookie season so far? A
0: lot of it's just you know, stay patient, and things good things happen. You know, it's. Don't try and you know make every play. I think that's the biggest difference. Is you go from college where you, you feel like you can really make every play, and you know I'm sure that that's kind of what DeWarr and Von have their mentality is. You know they can get to the quarterback anytime they want. Um, but um, yeah, just really just play, do your job. You know, um, coming in, you're young, you, you you just want to do everything. But yeah, just just do your job, and you know just work hard and, and know your know your piece to the puzzle on defense, and you know good things will happen. So. It's just really just understanding the scheme, understanding the guys around you and just, just working hard. And, you know, we've got a great room, great coaches. So, you know, there's a lot of us in good positions to make plays. And, yeah, just, just got to keep, keep grinding and good, good plays will happen.
2: Now, Laurie mentioned Von Miller. Uh, we've seen you feature in a few of uh, the guys' Snapchats <laughs> and, and social media uh, in that Denver locker room. Emmanuel Sanders is another one. But who would you say is the biggest social media pest in that locker room?
0: Oh, probably gone. Yeah, probably gone. Um, yeah, he's always posting Snapchats and, and joking around, and you know that's just the type of guy he is. You know, he he knows when it's you know football and when it's time to have a, have a joke and and you know have a good time. But um, yeah, now there's a bunch of guys in the locker room that are you know just good guys, and it's you know it's stuff that the fans like to see, and you know they they like to know that you know you can have a good time as well, and. You know, when we're on the field, it's all business. When we're in meetings, it's all business. But, you know, these guys are people as well outside of that. So it's, it's good to have a laugh and, you know, just joke around a bit every now and then. And, you know, as you guys see, it's, it's a pretty fun locker room to be part of. And, you know, lots of good guys.
1: It certainly seems that way. It was obviously a big off-season. Plenty of cover shoots for guys like Vaughn uh, on the fashion magazines. <laughs> Has any of that rubbed off on you? Are they getting your, uh, get the, the pro-level oh. threads into your game?
0: I don't know. I mean, some of the outfits some of the guys wear are pretty outrageous, but, um, <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty pretty calm with the way I dress, I like to think, you know, just try and keep it simple, not do too much, but, uh, yeah, now those guys, you know, like to, like to sh- show off their outfits and their wardrobe a little, so, I mean, good on them, you know, that's their style, and, you know, everyone has their own little... Their own little style so there's yeah i'm I'm, I'm a pretty simple guy
2: who would you say is the most obsessed with their with their look on game day
0: oh there's a, there's a lot of good outfits <laughs> going around i'll probably say emmanuel's up there dt's up there uh Von's up there akib and tj they're up there as well you know you know i'm sure those suits are pretty expensive as well so they're, they're wearing them and you know showing them off so can't 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 diss that.
2: It's good to, to hear that you have you know a good vibe in that locker room. It's been a bit of an interesting few weeks for for the team. Uh, of course, the health of Coach Kubiak as well um, being a worry. Uh, how how has the team reacted with the two game homestand to sort of right that ship?
0: Yeah, um, you know we got to we got to go out and get a win. You know that's the mentality. You know we've we've kind of lost the last two, and you know everyone thinks that you know our backs up against the wall. But you know a lot of these guys look back to last year, and you know they went on a stretch where they lost two in a row twice, so, um, you know, it's nothing that these guys haven't seen and it's just something we've got to fix, you know. And that starts with practice and just coming in here and working, and, um, getting better every day. So, you know, it sucks to lose, but with, with these guys and, you know, the, the way they are and the professionals that they are, you know, there's no reason why we can't bounce back and get a win this weekend.
1: You mentioned looking back to last year being able to learn and, you know, build from the experiences of this team and especially this defense gained from that Super Bowl campaign. This is a team with Super Bowl ambitions. There's no doubt about that. But on a personal level, what's a successful season going to look like for you?
0: I'm not too sure what a successful season looks looks like right now. Uh, mm. You know, I'm just going out there and I'm playing hard. I'm doing my job and, you know, I'm in there when they need me and, you know, I'm on call for when they're ready. So, you know, basically I'm just I'm just waiting, you know, to get in there a bit more and hopefully I can get a bit more playing time. Um these guys are out here battling, and it's just a, it's a battle every day. There's competition in our room, and, you know, at the end of the day, a win's a win. That's what, we're, that's what we're after, you know. I don't think the guys really care who's out there, who's playing, and, and stuff like that. But, um, you know, we're just trying to get that win at the end of the day because that's all that's on the scoreboard, you know. That's all that's on the – you look at the wins and losses. You don't look at, oh, so-and-so had five tackles, so-and-so had ten tackles. So, you know, I just think going out there and just, and just playing hard every day and, you know, just getting better as a player and then – you know, just seeing what happens.
2: And how have you sort of rated how you've gone so far? Obviously, got a couple of assistant tackles, and in, uh, in the books, as you mentioned, those stats matter little if you're not winning. Um, but, I mean, how have you found it? Has it been a difficult transition from college to uh, to the NFL, or have you, have you managed to, to deal with it okay so far? What, what do you, What's your feeling I, I on think, that?
0: I think it's been pretty good so far. I think, mm. you know, the transition hasn't been too bad. I mean, you know, you go through training camp and OTAs and everything, and you're going against these guys that are NFL players, so it's it's not like you're going against college kids and then on Sunday all of a sudden you're going against NFL guys. So you know, you go against them for a you know, a couple of months before you're actually, you know, in a game. So mm-hmm. you get a good feel for it and, you know, you kinda of look back at college and you're like, Wow, it's so different. Like not everyone's huge, not everyone's fast and you know, it's you're part of this now. So um this is going out there and just working and, you know, just battling in there every day, especially in the trenches, you know, it's it's pretty big and physical in there so you just gotta keep working.
1: We know Bill Collar, the, the DL coach, pounded the table for you at the draft time, and John Elway obviously had some huge things to say of you following that draft. Has, uh, has the former Broncos quarterback and now the man that runs the show played much of a role in your development in this first season?
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, I feel like a lot of guys have, have you know, played a big role in my development this year, whether it's just giving me some pointers, whether it's, you know, showing me some things, um, you know, it's a lot of guys helping, and... You know, I think the big thing is we realize that, you know, everyone has to contribute, whether it's one play, whether it's you're not even playing and you're on the practice squad. You know, it's we're a big team, and, and when the team wins, everyone wins. So that's kind of the mentality here, and I think that's a great mentality to have. You know, um, everyone's just as important. So, you know, if if one guy's down, you know, like when D-Ware went down, you know, we had guys step up, Shane Ray, um, Jack, uh, Dakota. You know, we had a bunch of guys step up there. Same, same on the D1, you know, Vance was, you know, starting all the way up until, you know, the second last preseason game and, you know, we had Crick, uh, Jared, step up and, you know, he's been playing awesome and, and making a bunch of plays out there. So, you know, it's just guys stepping up in when the opportunity calls and, you know, I, th- I feel like we've got a lot of guys that can do that. So, yeah, just, just looking forward to that opportunity.
2: So, how have you found Denver? What's it been like settling in? It's obviously a new new city for you. Yeah,
0: no, it's a, it's a good city. You know, there's a lot to do. Um, you know, you're pretty busy with football most most of the day, but and then once you're done, you kind of just want to relax and, you know, you watch some film and go over the plays and everything. But, uh, no, it's a great city, a lot of outdoors. You know, it's going to start getting cold here and mm-hmm. probably snowing soon, so...
2: Got to get, get used to
0: that, but uh, <laughs> but no, it's been great. You know, the people here are great. The fans are great. Um, couldn't ask couldn't for a better spot to land. Well, with,
1: you know, the colder months coming in over there and perhaps a little more time inside to ponder things, <laughs> we know the NFL is becoming a bit of a no-fun league as it, when it comes to restrictions on celebrations, but when you do get that opportunity, and you mentioned getting an opportunity to, <laughs> to make a play when you're called upon, and there's a sack dance to be had, is there anything that comes to mind so far? <laughs> Have you got anything cooking?
0: I'm not too sure yet, you know, I'm just waiting for that to happen. I'll probably just, you know, go back to the huddle and... Hopefully, ah, don't want <laughs> to the out myself Mowen. or anything. Yeah, I don't know. I might, I might just, I don't know. It might be a spur-of-the-moment thing. We'll have to see. The old Woolies
1: shopping cart, that's always a good one. The microwave, yeah, may, that goes maybe. well. That's all, yeah, that's, Bit of a latent come there. on. That's in
0: the back pocket. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> maybe, maybe a little come on, I don't know.
2: Yeah, nice, nice. <laughs> the other thing I want to ask you, obviously, being at altitude there, how do you go with uh, the, the oxygen and stuff like that? We see a lot of visiting teams having the need to to suck down some oxygen. Um, have you ever have you experienced that so far? Have you sort of been okay in acclimatizing
0: there? Yeah, um, no, definitely when I first got here and, you know, we had summer workouts and stuff like that, it was definitely like you could you could definitely feel the, the fatigue um, catch on a lot quicker. You know, you'd be t- just starting a workout and you're like out of breath and you're just thinking like, what's going on? But, uh, you know, it's it's definitely an advantage to, to live out here and train out here every day. And, you know, I think you see it a lot when teams come in and play against us at home, it's, you know, come the fourth quarter, it looks like, you know, they're out there sucking for wind and, and we still have our legs. So, you know, it's, it's definitely a good a good place to be, because then when you go play at other places, you know, it helps you there as well. So it's, it's, it's tough to get acclaimed it to, but once once you're here and I think you're living here, it becomes pretty just, just normal for you.
1: It's been a really interesting storyline seeing Trevor Simeon uh, come in, you know, a, a first-time starter and uh, with such little experience. But, you know, he's he's looked very comfortable for, for most of the snaps he's had. How's the team rallying around a young QB? Obviously, you've got Paxton Lynch waiting in the wings, but this is a team where the defense is, is looking to set the platform and and, and build for, for a guy like Trevor to, to take this team forward and, and look at the playoffs?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, defi- it's definitely both. I think, you know, the defense comes in with the mentality that they got to step up and play. Um, but it's also the offense. The whole offense, you know, wants to rally behind him. The whole team wants to rally behind Trevor. You know, he's the he's the quarterback of the team. You know, we got his back. He's got ours, and you know, you win and lose as a team, not as an individual. So, you know, it's it's on everyone to do their job, and that makes his job a lot easier. So, you know, I think it's it's the same thing that a lot of guys have waited for. It's that opportunity, and he's he's you know done great with his opportunity, and and you know put on a show. I think.
1: Before we let you go, uh, we've got a couple of rapid fire questions to, just to get a vibe of how you are settling in over there. And, you know, we, we've, we've been represented at the special teams positions, and now to see at the line of scrimmage you taking hold fantastic. So, a few rapid fire ones, if you don't mind, before we let you go. First up, Let's do it. meat pie or pumpkin pie? Meat
0: pie for
2: sure. <laughs> All right. How about mile high or the MCG?
0: Ooh, tough one. Um, I'm going to have to go with mile high. I think, you know, the MCG, it's. You know, the home field for probably about eight teams, I think. So, you know, there's no real home, home field advantage when you play there. But um, so you come into Mile High, you know, it's, it's yeah. rocking with 75,000 every time. So, you know, it's all Denver. So, you know, you couldn't ask for a better crowd than that. And, you know, it's definitely one of the harder places to come into and play. So, you know, love the fans and the way they get behind the team is just awesome.
1: Yeah, those beautiful Denver skies and then there's the orange crush coming after you. So, footy shorts or football yep. tights?
2: Uh, definitely football shorts. All <laughs> <laughs> right, BB or, or cause Light? Because we know cause is made in... BB. Oh, BB. Oh, there we <laughs> go, staying <laughs> strong. The and uh,
1: <laughs> the Melbourne tram or whatever it is you use to get around Denver?
0: Oh, you can't go
1: wrong with the old Yarra tram. Oh, there we go. <laughs> so, de- yeah. so you can take the boy out of Melbourne, but you cannot no. take the Melbourne out of the That's boy. It.
2: Thanks so much for joining us, Adam, and as, as usual, we wish you the best of luck going forward this season and hope to see you uh, land a sack in no time at all.
0: Thank you. Thank you guys.
1: So we thank Adam very much for that. Australia's (laughs) highest ever NFL draft pick and so we go from a very humble (laughs) grounded young Australian to a braggadocious and uh, bravado filled Kansas City Chief Travis Kelsey with Mel's catching Kelsey moment of the week.
2: Oh yeah. 50 girls from each of the states of America. One tight end. Travis Kelsey and he's got a, a hell of end. a dating show and he's, yeah, yeah, exactly uh, Catching Kelsey, of course, airing on E! in Australia yep. And um, ton of highlights in this second episode this week Really action-packed Oh yeah, Minnesota's Annika Writing a crazy love letter In which she referred to the house of thirsty women As howling mad hyenas in a demented animal <laughs> asylum
3: Annika sounds sane
2: Annika is a lot of fun. Yeah. I really recommend her. She's great. But the she highlight She Swedish me, descent or...? Well, she's from Minnesota. So there's a right. bit of a yeah. Scandinavian. Um, but for me, the highlight of the week on Catching Kelsey has to be Travis handing a nice little gift to Veronica from New Jersey and uh, with a nice little love letter that read like this. Veronica, so hot. Want to touch the
0: hiney. Love, Travis. I thought it went awesome.
2: <laughs> of
1: course you did. Of course you did. Yet another Billy Madison <laughs> moment it's been for a us.
3: Great Dave, Adam, Sandler, in this podcast.
1: Oh, so hot, want One, two, to d- touch d- the hiney? Imagine
3: if yes. they were rolling that out in the local Bachelor or Bachelorettes. Like that is punchy.
1: Oh dear. Well done, Travis. And an homage to, uh, of mm. course, that from Billy Madison, uh, referring to Bridget Wilson, a former Miss Teen USA, and. Pete Sampras's wife. Pete Sampras's wife.
3: Keep it yeah. in the sports fam. For how Circular. hot she is. Circular. 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 <laughs> she is, he, he's the most boring athlete maybe of the 21st <laughs> he, century. He was. Who
2: Pete Sampras yeah. yeah,
3: man, he's dry <laughs> as a bale of the yeah, librarian. Did you chat to him on the red? No, but so have, you ever, have you ever seen him say anything interesting? And
1: So from 50 <laughs> girls across the 50 states to mm. one mailbag, at 4 Broadcastway, Way uh, Tom and Sydney,
3: and yeah. we have the mailbag Patrick. Yeah, Daryl Seagrave, Seagrave at Daz Seg. Is Blake Bortles getting off lightly in the media? Should he be renamed Fake Bortles oh, for impersonating a, a QB? Well, he's very got a pun good. in there,
1: so Mel's happy. She's yeah. grinning um, like a Cheshire cat. Tick and tick. Uh, yes. Uh, Blake Bortles' <laughs> regression is no joke. I think he got huge pump up from the media and, and a lot of beat writers last year. Because his numbers were big, yeah. But you know what a lot of beat writers do? They play fantasy football, and those are fantasy numbers. Yeah. As far as the junk time, field, oh, junk time king. So uh, yeah, I think there's been some regression in his technique, in his decision making. I don't think what he's taken steps step forward. What of his technique, forward. though? Uh, his delivery is still ugly. Okay. He's still got a weird hitch. With the wind uh, back. Yeah, there's yeah. there's uh, there's uh, the smarter quarterback analysts than I that have pointed out that there's still a jerk hitch in there that's not being tightened up, and just. We mentioned uh, Carson Wenstrong into quadruple coverage. He had an interception in the end zone targeting Marcus Lee in triple coverage.
2: And he's not short on targets either. He's got some great weapons at his disposal. So we mentioned Marcus
1: Lee, go. Alan Robinson, Alan Hearns, we've
3: got Julius Thomas at yeah. tight end. Yeah. So Darryl, yeah. I don't like his name either. Um. Blake Bortles? No. No. Why not?
2: I just don't know. He sounds like he should be a bit of a nerd, doesn't he, with the name Blake Bortles? He
3: sounds like he led the mock UN. Yeah. Our other uh, question this week comes from Wilson Smith at Wilson Smith. Can the Packers continue to win with no real ground game and Ty Montgomery converting to a running back?
2: Great question
3: can't be worse than it already has been oh
2: yeah well it's not like there's anyone else really stepping up is there Eddie
1: Lacey parked on IR
2: Niall Davis has been brought in of course he'll take
1: some time to get ready
2: yeah he needs to learn that playbook obviously coming into a new new team
3: massive game for them against the Atlanta Falcons who are coming off two losses on the bounce will be hungry Mm. for a turnaround
1: but as as far as Ty Montgomery goes you know he's a wide receiver turned running back I think he showed enough as a running back and what you're going to see is like many teams do is they're going to just do these short little dump off passes and short little running back routes. It's basically an extension of the running game, so why not have a former yeah. wide receiver in time Montgomery he there? He some
2: good jukes in that game.
1: Absolutely. Racked up the I catches, they... about nine carries for 60 yards, I think it was, but mm. thank you very much for the mailbag questions. We are going to roll on, because we've looked at what's come in the past, in the past few days, but in the next seven days, mm. the week seven headlines.
2: Week eight headlines.
1: The week eight headlines. <laughs> 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 Melanie Dyniashki, do you have A hot, hot, hot line off
2: the
3: press for us.
2: I think Rex Ryan will be in tears. Because, oh, uh, what a
3: surprise! New
2: England and dummy—they're gonna take their sweet revenge, baby.
3: Yeah, I'm gonna say Rex Ryan shouts at the entire Bills snacks after they crush the Patriots sure, in that's Buffalo. Rex and not the brother.
1: Hey, look, neither of the Ryan twins have an issue with snacks. So we've got opposing headlines here, and I think we may need to have a wager on this. Mel is taking the Patriots. Stacky is taking the Bills. What are we gonna? Are we talking? Are we talking a you know $19.50 sandwich from up at Gigi's? <laughs> Patrick uh, definitely makes
2: more money than me, so like it can't be a money wager. Wow, it has wow. to be like a it has to be like Can you a you earn more than zero. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> what's the wager?
2: I think it needs to be something that's And your salary. <laughs> or like slop seats
1: I like that Okay so we will put that Maybe out there Maybe a
2: coffee we- How about that Yeah oh.
1: yeah, That's exciting But it
2: has to be an embarrassing coffee That the other person I would I think never we're going to
1: have to start The hard count drinking game Where anytime Mel works in the Patriots Or gives us an underwhelming bet We have to do a
3: shot We'll be absolutely cooked By <laughs> well, the end, of, that the, what that end was? of the podcast Is it unprofessional is that To bedding? make the loser Do a shot of tequila Before next week's podcast
2: I'd be uh, for that. On air, I'd be happy. Yeah. on air, losing. that is
1: very unprofessional. But as you can see, <laughs> our my head is saying something else. All right. All right,
3: done. Let's see how quickly the law department in this organisation can catch <laughs> does us. Does the loser have to
2: provide the same like the tequila? Or no,
3: no it... the winner can bring the tequila. Okay, winner correct. can bring that.
2: Yes, I'm going to buy
3: some tequila next week. Then
1: <laughs> my week eight headline. I think the charges uh, make it a sweep. San of the Diego. Yeah,
3: stop it, San, San Diego. Diago. They're San Diego good defense, the uh, Denver Broncos. Yeah, but
1: I love what the Chargers bringing. Joey Bosa is hot off oh, the edge. Oh, does look good. Looks phenomenal. Got He's another. coming
2: real good, hitting I'm the quarterback some
1: more. So we got we got Joey Bosa doing it. Jettavis mm-hmm. Brown has joined in with Denzel Perriman to make this an amazing linebacking core. I think they get it done. And by the end of next week, the Chargers. And you know what? This isn't my Week Eight headline. This is my season headline. The Chargers are going to the playoffs right oh, now. You can lock it in. I like that. That's happening, oh, and it I all like starts that. next week. Speaking of next week. Mm-hmm. We better get to it. See you then.
2: Mike, drop.